Hey everyone, welcome back to Live Jam. Hi, I'm Faisal. Yes, my name is Adi, and today we're going to talk a little bit about rejection. That's our main topic. Yes, would you like to tell our listeners and our audience why you picked this topic for this session? Okay, the reason why I decided to go with the topic of like rejection is because I mean it's the end of the year and I've been doing a lot of reflection, and then I realized that throughout this twenty twenty especially there's uh, a lot of like uh, proposals that I've actually sent out to that gets rejected, and I'm sure that is like for my case it's not an isolated case. I'm sure everybody actually faced uh, a lot more rejection this year. So I thought it would be appropriate for us to talk a little bit more about rejection and like. Uh, what do you feel exactly when you go through uh, this thing called the rejection, and like, how do we then uh, come to terms with all these different rejections in the different forms, and like, then like, is there a way for us? Because like a lot of people say that like, um, oh, uh, rejection is good because like you with every re- rejections you kind of learn. And then you get better, but is that really true? So I thought it's a good time for us to reflect on like uh, the many different times that we get rejected, so that we can move on to twenty twenty one. Hopefully, with a, a perspective or like uh, some kind of like a renewed energy, renewed be, hope, renewed hope mm-hmm. to be able to face another rounds of rejections, which I'm sure I am going to be facing in 2021 too. So that's why I thought like, okay, let's talk about rejection and let's talk about hope. Let's talk about like, how do we overcome it? Okay, before we even continue with this discussion, maybe we give our uh, listeners a bit of time to like reflect the different types of rejections that they have gone through mm-hmm. and the many different times that they have gotten rejections in their life. Maybe we'll give them about like 30 seconds to kind of like reflect through that. Mm-hmm. Okay, welcome back to uh, Live Jam. Uh, so this week we are talking about uh, rejections and uh, just now I gave you about like 30 seconds to reflect back the different types of rejections that you may have faced in your life before. So uh, we kind of like go with this question of like the different types of rejections that we had, right? Like personally for me, um, you know when I was younger and like we and I have not really like gone into the working world and I'm still a student um, I thought like you know student lives was hard like you know because you get rejected based on your assignment because you submit your assignment and then like your lecturer will say oh this is not good enough and then you end up with a grade that you are just not happy with or you approach someone that is of interest to you and then you get rejected and you thought like oh my god that is the end of the world but apparently when you get into like the working world i think uh, you face a lot more rejections and you face rejections in many many different forms as especially for me like um i've gone through rejections uh in a 
form of verbal rejections. I've gone through like rejections in the form of email, and I've gone through a uh, rejection in the form of a non-reply. <laughs> yeah, like uh, there are times when like you know you apply for um, an audition slot, and then you go for the audition. Uh, and then the director say or the producer will say things like oh um, we'll get back to you in one week's time oh we we will get back to you uh, if we decide to cast you and then you don't you kind of like don't really re- receive any reply for the next two months and then you just have to assume that you didn't land the role and that's a kind of like rejection that is kind of painful because like there is no way you can kind of like reflect and improve on yourself so that you can tell yourself that that uh, by the time you go for the second or the third audition you will be better because there's no way you're going to know why you're rejected having faced uh, re- rejections myself like i've been working for the past uh, 11 years mostly in like a corporate setting and you know i have changed jobs quite a few times and I've gone to, for me, rejections come from uh, probably uh, when I find a new job and I get rejected for the positions that I applied for or maybe the recruiter just don't come back to me or they just like, you know then what's the point of me going for a job interview if you don't tell me I get the job or not and you just like, you know, don't don't reply or give me any uh, kind of answers so that is the kind of rejection for me that I have faced in the past 10 to 11 years of working. Yeah, so uh, I guess there are many kinds of rejection. So for me, it's like uh, when you go for job interviews and you get rejected for the role, uh, or maybe I have uh, kind of proposed ideas for projects like design ideas and like sometimes the rejection comes in a very harsh manner mm. like people don't really uh, layer their rejection like the way they say it is very straightforward or they just outrightly either i don't know whether they don't like me or they just hate my idea or i'm not sure sometimes the rejection can be harsh and some rejection can be quite critic how to say it they give const- constructive criticism like I understand why I got rejected. I, I appreciate rejections when you know the person who gave me the rejection, rejection kind of give me a perspective of why uh, I got rejected. Like for maybe a design project or any any kinds of projects that I work in the corporate world. Um, so constructive criticism, yes. Like I welcome it a lot but I don't like uh, rejections when you know you don't give me a very good uh, answer like I don't know how to improve on it I thought that was a cruel form of rejection because uh, you know there's no way you can learn on how to improve on what you were lacking in True? Yeah but like you see uh, like um, as an actor uh, because like you could be rejected for many other different reasons like maybe you just weren't tall enough maybe you just uh they were just looking for someone who is of fairer looking skin so these are the things that would have been helpful for an actor for a fresh grad actor to kind of like know that you know it is 
beyond something that they can improve on because I mean like when it comes to like uh, your height your your voice like your voice quality those are all God given and there are not many things that you can do to kind of like change it I mean like yeah maybe your skin you might go for plastic surgery but if you're not tall enough for the uh, particular role then there's nothing you can do, you see. Uh, but I thought what would be cruel is that when these actors get rejected, they weren't told like why they were rejected, then they might psychologically think that they are just not good enough when it is it could probably be not true. Uh, and like it just could be because like maybe they are not thin enough, not pretty enough. So so a lot of like uh, times when I go for like these audition processes, uh, a lot of times I'll be asking myself like, uh, is it because I'm fat? Is it because like my skin condition is in a poor state? Is it because I'm not pretty enough? Is it because I'm not popular enough? And that's why I didn't land the role. So like that it became uh, it can lead to self-destruction where people go into this like um, habit of like oh maybe if I were to like uh, starve myself if I were to be smaller if I were to be skinnier and if I uh, you know like like for example like I go through this like uh, skin routine whereby I go for laser treatments every week at the point that I damage my skin just cause I think that I'm not pretty enough to land a role for uh, television or for stage for that matter then then like what if after all these uh, different uh, efforts that you have put in and you still couldn't land a role because you just don't know what is wrong with you or why you couldn't get a role or like what exactly that, that it needs to be improved on then I guess that's not very helpful right then and, and it can be detrimental to the actors. So what I'm trying to say is for those uh, up and coming directors, producers, um, if you are holding an audition, I think uh, what would be helpful for the actors is to tell them like, oh, um, we feel that maybe you're not suitable because like, maybe the way you pronounce certain words because I get rejected a lot and like sometimes the pro directors just uh, be upfront and I really appreciate this uh, they'll be upfront and they say that oh uh, the way you pronounce things makes uh, the character a little bit too intelligent for example or they say like the way you pronounce words um, are not Malay enough or the way you pronounce words like it sounds a little bit funny for a Malay uh, person to be talking in certain ways so so then I kind of know what are the areas that I can work with and what are the areas that are beyond my control uh, because like if I speak in a certain way and like you feel that because of the way I speak I don't bring a certain type of like stereotypes in your mind then uh, probably that job is just not meant for me yeah yeah so you were talking about uh you know, when you get rejected and like, you don't know what's wrong with you, I can always say, okay, just two things for me, from me. Uh, I feel like, you know, when you have a producer or director giving constructive criticism, right, on how the actor can improve him or herself or themselves, um, sometimes I feel like not everybody can take that criticism, although it is constructive. Like, so... 
how how then does one you know director or producer you know kind of balance that and not like you know they they may audition actors or you know who are a bit more sensitive and they are not you know so receptive uh, towards just criticism of any kind even if it's constructive um to me if you choose to be an actor chances are <laughs> you you have a thick enough skin to kind of like accept whatever criticism that comes in your way and like I don't know about the the whole idea of like sensitivity uh but like I guess it all boils down then again to like the casting call right like for example I give you an example let's say um if you want to produce a type of film that plays with stereotypes then what would be helpful in the casting call is you said that you want a stereotypical uh, character. character to kind of like be part of this uh, project uh, in that way then the actors who kind of like can play along with the stereotypes can like consider okay maybe this is the kind of project that I want to go into uh, then you know you wouldn't really cause a lot of like uh, grievances in that sense when you decide to say like oh you know uh, you're playing a Malay character and Malay characters don't speak like that yeah then that would be helpful uh, the other way around it is like uh, let's say if you have if you're auditioning for an actor and and as an actor myself uh, I will take criticism in which I think could help me improve in my craft. Uh, criticisms that don't really that are, I feel are not helpful, I will just uh, put it in one corner, and then maybe I'll bring them out slowly. When that particular director who gave me that particular of unhelpful criticism, and I will like slowly take it out and say that okay, this director said this, 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 uh, and I find that. Uh, it is not true and it, it is counterproductive to like uh, what we as a community in the arts wanted to kind of like uh, push forth and like uh, uh, improve on then I can then safely tell myself like okay I would not work with such directors yeah but whatever it is I feel that uh, the criticism from the directors will be really helpful for any kind of actors be it whether they are sensitive or not sensitive then it's really up to the actors whether they want to accept it or not uh, as opposed to just you just say that oh um, we are not going to cast you or you don't give a non-response and then this actor wait for like two months and then like there's no reply and then like what are they going to do yeah uh, ah, yes. speaking of like directors with with not very helpful remarks. I'll give you some examples. Okay, I've been to like one particular audition whereby the director asked me because it's a, a, a Malay production. So this particular director asked me, "When you dream, do you dream in Malay or English?" And then they started laughing together in that panel, and I was like. I was confused at that point of time and then I realized okay like that kind of remark wasn't very 
necessary because like at the end of the day what bigger purpose does it serve right actually what has the dream got to do with anything even if i dream in malay english or in tamil or in Adi, any other language that I'm not, i'm not familiar with why does it matter it doesn't mean like you dream in english your your malay sucks and it doesn't mean that if you dream in malay your malay kind of like you know get a star i am an a2 student but I can admit that the way I pronounce certain things uh, needs a, a little bit more improving lah. But like in terms of writing, I think I excel that, and I have a track record to prove. So you've addressed the first point that I made. So maybe I now continue with the second point. The second point I want to make is uh, about you know you were talking about how actors uh, after they receive rejection like. Like how they receive criticism saying that oh you don't fit this role because you're not like pretty enough or like your skin is bad or you know those kind of things like very superficial things uh, and then I don't oh, know like some, you don't sound manly enough yeah then then it becomes like you know I I'm not sure but maybe some some of you may take this too hard and then it becomes an obsession that you want to improve on like maybe you go for you know, make your skin better, you see a doctor and all that, you become obsessed about having good skin or like, you know, when people say you don't, you are not Malay enough or your English is bad and then like, you know, you go on this uh, rampage to improve your English or like, you know, sound more Melayu and then like, who, who are you trying to impress, you know? You know, how those things make you feel like, make you feel like uh, I'm not good enough as compared to you know, everyone else who came for the audition, for example, and then you, you don't exactly know what is needed. Like, at the moment of time when a cast director come and look at the audition and all, all that, right? Like, sometimes they already have a certain person in mind. And then like if that person just fits that role, maybe like 90% of them, what is required, they will just pick that person. You know, and then like whatever criticism that the cast director gives to other people who didn't get it, then like it becomes very subjective. It's very arbitrary because the role is just that the director or the cast director, casting director just wants that kind. And then like you then like you for you, you get rejected, then you feel like oh shit. I didn't fit this role maybe because I didn't do enough homework, you know. But yeah, you see, that's lot. when I I thought like the criticism would help because like if the criticism is is uh, focused on like uh, what the the particular actor is like lacking in, then that particular character could evaluate like what exactly he or she could do in the subsequent auditions. You see, and like maybe. Uh, uh that particular actor can actually make a mental note okay maybe like i am not suited to play like malay characters then what kind of other characters can i play uh in in that sense so i thought that would have been helpful but like like i say like um there's a difference between like criticism which are helpful and criticism that are not helpful criticism that are not helpful will include things like when you dream what do you dream in do you dream in malay or do you dream in english this is 
is based on a true story. Yes, it's based on my true story. Okay, so so uh, like what I'm trying to say here is all my plea towards like up and coming directors, uh, and slash producers, uh, is to always like when actors come into like audition with you, uh, always make a mental note on what exactly like that particular actor is lacking in and if you think that particular actor needs certain like types of like push then you can tell them oh maybe you need to like uh, improve a little bit more on your vocal projection or maybe you need to improve a little bit more but whatever it is try to be uh, constructive in your criticism uh, the other thing and is also be encouraging because when you uh, in the director's seat when you audition people you see people's strength you see people's weaknesses and I think it's not wrong to point out the, the person's the actor's uh, strengths although it's not required maybe for the role that the person is you know auditioning for but at least tell the person auditioning like hey, you have this ability or this uh, strength in you that you know that you should you know work on you know, mm. rather than just you as the person in the director's seat, just keep on telling people, oh, you need to improve on this, you need to improve on this. Why not tell the person you already have this also? And then why not, you know, you should you should work further. Because I believe that when you have your strength out, it's maybe your strength, okay, you, you think of it, this analogy that I always have. So maybe your strength is 80, your, when you have a strength, it is at 80%, right? So it's easier to work for that 20% but if you have a weakness which is at 20% you have a long way to go so it's better for you to work on your strength rather than to work on your weaknesses your weaknesses maybe you can improve it to a certain extent but it will take you a very long time before it becomes your strength no but I think it is also helpful uh, for that particular uh, director slash producer to also point out the weaknesses because yeah. If the actor know that, oh, I am weak in this, this, is this, maybe then whenever a casting call is out, I should not try to yes. audition for these particular roles in which I wouldn't uh, be able to, to play according to my strength. Like, for example, like for me, um, if uh, there is a role that requires uh, the actor to to dance and I know that uh, when it comes to dance I'll take like like months to actually uh, just learn like maybe like four bits of like uh, simple steps and I know that it's not a strength uh, at all for me so I would tend to kind of like avoid those kind of roles and those kind of casting call and will go towards more like things that will require you to emote more for example yeah so so I thought the weaknesses uh, telling the actors their weaknesses would help but telling them like they are not pretty enough to go on TV it's just cool. Yeah, because then this actor will, yeah. Then this actor will like forever be thinking like, oh I'm not good enough for, for certain things. When you're crushing yeah. a person's dream. It doesn't yeah. matter, like if the person even is average looking, I, I feel I'm average looking, but you just need to accept that you know you are how you look and like the the thing that you put forward is your talent. Whatever gift that you have, you know, show it. That, that's all you can do. Yeah, plus now we have all the filters in the world. Like, you snap can, camera, download snap camera. Yeah, you can make someone who looks like Shrek 
that's you know look pretty you can make someone who looks pretty looks like a cringe so why not doesn't matter you yeah it's like now now when you look at movies it's like what is real what is fake you mm. know it doesn't ah. matter okay I want to talk just a short while about mm-hmm. like this particular, uh, these other particular rejections that I've faced. Uh, not just as an actor, but uh, I faced a rejection uh, even when I'm in the seat of a producer, like when I'm producing works. So like, uh, as we all know, uh, when we're here in Singapore, uh, the cost of producing uh, like a theatre piece, for example, can be quite expensive, right? So you need to write in to like many different bodies for for grants and like subsidies and things like that so uh there are a lot of times when by uh i write in uh, to like different bodies for grants and then they will like reply to me oh your your application is not successful and then you know most of the time because like, i say actors right thick skin so most of the time i will press on and ask like what exactly uh, uh, what are the criteria that I that I have not met? Or what so is that, lacking? Or what is lacking in my proposal? Maybe like next time when I put out work, I will like bear that in mind when I write the proposals. Because for for a producer, you can't say because you look ugly and therefore I reject your proposal, right? <laughs> uh, so it has to the, the 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 strength or like the weaknesses lies in the idea itself or in the way you kind of like uh, craft your proposal. So uh. A lot of times I'd be pressing on and then they will tell me things like oh uh, because this time around we received uh, uh, an overwhelming amount of application and therefore uh, we feel that your application is not strong enough that is usually the kind of like uh, rejection yeah the rejection the kind of rejections that I get so um, again when it comes to like uh, uh, giving helpful criticism, I think uh, this is an area that can be improved on. Like, if you feel that the proposal is not strong enough, then I thought like what would be helpful is to tell us like, oh, like maybe your ideas are a little bit dated, or oh, maybe your ideas are a little bit too controversial. Then producers can take note of like what are kind the kind of works that will get approved, or also, mm, you know. Taking the work aside, I guess it's also about when you do the proposal, you need to know how to angle it. Mm. Like, yeah, your story may be this, but, you know, your proposal may be angling it to a different way that, you know, that the other party is more receptive to accept and give yeah. you the funding. So that's yeah. why I was saying, like, uh, maybe, like, the person who evaluates the proposals could have, like, uh, be more helpful in pointing out where exactly did this proposal go wrong and what makes this proposal, say, weaker than the rest of the proposals that have been accepted for grants or approval or whatever not. Yeah. Yep. So, I guess we've been talking a lot about the how we process rejection like you know mm. like what we go through like when it happened and like during it, it it happening and then after it happens of getting rejected like you know how you feel before and after and so so moving forward then how do we move on from this okay maybe i will reflect on like how currently i try to process rejection mm-hmm. so these days uh, when I receive a 
rejection letter, it will be very different from how I process it when like I first started out like many years ago, like 10 years ago. Like now these days whenever I receive a rejection letter, the first thing I would do is to take a snapshot and put it on my like uh Insta story and then tell everyone that you know like um because like, a lot of people tend to like have this idea that like I am at a certain level whereby they feel like oh like you have made it but I think I have yet to get to that level I mean yeah same here like a lot of people say like uh, oh you seem happy and everything like but like those happy kind of like uh, uh, stories or predisposition yeah. that I put up uh, on Insta story or like when I meet you I smile mm-hmm. uh, those are just uh, ways of me coping with those rejection because uh, I mean like even after so many rejections like when I receive any other new rejections it does hurt because like you know you pour your heart and soul into like preparing like those proposals those work and then it got rejected of course it will hurt but I tell myself not to take things too seriously because uh, even though those uh, works may get rejected from like certain organization, I know that I can recycle those ideas or those uh, proposals that I have made to send into another organization which I think would be more receptive to like receiving it. So these days when I, when I receive rejection, I'll be like, oh, it's okay. Then I'll just keep this for like subsequent use or future mm-hmm. use when like the need arise. Yeah. Yeah. So for me, uh, how I pre- process rejection is through finding the ways that I can improve myself. Like, you know, when you talk about receiving constructive criticism and or any kinds of criticism may be very harsh or what. But I think it's very important for you to take time to reflect. Like, don't get too overwhelmed by the rejection. You just need to sit down, calm yourself down. And you need to think about what has been said and you know look at it from a different perspective it may be very harsh or it could be things that like yeah i didn't think about it before like you know my strengths or my weaknesses in this so you need to take note of this and like when you move forward like when for me when i send my project proposals to my boss or you know when i design something uh, like i design something i design a campaign like you know there will always be times for me when you know my boss will say oh no this doesn't look right this this doesn't look nice or you know because i'm from the marketing department uh working in the marketing department so the what i designed it to resonate with the customers and you just need to think about how uh the rejection that you receive is uh, going to benefit you so you take the good and the bad and then you see through you do that reflection and then you take it and i'm like mm, yeah you know i think to get over the rejection you need to first accept that rejection i think accepting that rejection is the most important thing for you to move on because if you don't accept it then you haven't really thought about yourself like how you want to improve yourself then how you're going to move on you need to help yourself first you need to accept yes i i'm weak in this i have strengths in this and then like yeah this doesn't meet the project brief so then you when you think about all this then 
you have a clear mind of what is your next step. Like maybe you repropose an idea, redo a campaign. You know, it may take time when you know when you receive rejection and you need to redo your work. But I think it's a more satisfying process. Like when you do that, so you know you are constantly improving yourself, and then you're working towards that goal, like that that common goal. Like for me, it's like the department, the marketing department has a certain goal that I need to reach. So when I want to improve my work, I always look towards that. Like you know, this is the end goal. Like it need, it needs to be uh, something that is beneficial to. The person I'm working for and working with, and also be beneficial for myself, because like I I'm the one doing the work, so I need to know that you know yes this is this is my this is my work. Okay, um also like when it comes to rejection, I realize that you know some rejections right actually help you to identify your. As an individual, your own unique selling point. What do I mean by that? Like, for example, yes, I give you an example. Um, like, uh, through the whole years uh, of auditioning, going for like, different theater productions, I realize that I cannot play. I cannot fit into certain mold. Like, for example, like mm-hmm. I cannot fit into the mold of like. Uh, Oh, Malays have to speak in certain ways. Slowly, I realize that then that in itself is a unique selling point because you are just different, uh, and you maybe represent a different type of like community. And from that unique selling point, and I just work on my way. Uh, like I say, if like maybe as an actor, no one wants to cast you into their projects, then why not? You just step into the shoes of like producers and director, and then you produce your own work, featuring you as the actor, featuring you as a person with that unique selling point, and that's what I've been doing all these years. You see, and thankfully, like when I was doing that, I came across individuals, producers who are willing to take a chance on me and who who are willing to give me, you know, like ah. Uh, Avenues and opportunities for me to just uh, kind of like explore my own creativity, my own unique selling point as a Malay who is different from other Malays. That said, of course, I do not <laughs> see myself as someone who is uh, a level higher than any other Malays. No, I am not saying that. What I'm saying is that. Because you have these strengths and it's your USP. Yes, it's my. Uh, maybe I couldn't pronounce the words like. Most Malays can, and like even though like some people might think that this is a, a form of disability, for me I think I do not want to see it as a disability. I just want to see it as a unique selling point, and I'm just going to keep pushing forth that there is this kind of Malay, this group of Malays who exist in Singapore. It's just that maybe you guys just have not met them because maybe you have been hanging out with like. Malays that fit only your stereotypes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I totally agree. So when you're telling, you when you're saying, talking about the USP, like the unique selling point about yourself, I guess it it is also you know you realizing your uniqueness and making use of it as something you can sell to the producers. Like mm. you know maybe it's something the producer didn't know that they needed. 
So because you are so comfortable in your own skin, right? That you know your your strangeness, right? To to your whoever uniqueness. Yeah, your uniqueness, but the person, the director's strange, the feeling of strangeness, like because they didn't expect it, right? So when when you show that uniqueness about yourself, then it's like yeah. Maybe I want to cast you. Maybe I change my mind. I want to cast somebody like you to do the show. That's because when you play up your uniqueness and then you don't BS, you don't bullshit. The genuinity comes through, mm. and I think people appreciate that a lot. Anyway, for me, it's like uh, when a person is you know not afraid to be who they are to me. It's like ah uh, yeah, this person is very genuine to me, and like I know when you have that kind of trait, that I know you are somebody uh, I can trust at the first instance because they are so genuine with who they are, and yeah, it, I think it plays a very big part this USP, and because it really shows the genuinity of a person. So like these days, whenever I receive a like rejection. So what I would do again, like like apart from just insta story it, I will like think about like num- uh, number one, how do I recycle it and sell it to someone else who might appreciate it. Number two, I will like uh, try to like you know uh, if nobody really really I cannot find anybody who wants to buy into that idea or buy into that particular characteristic or buy into that particular uh, technique. Then I will try to kind of like uh, pull up some of money, and then I will just create my own work using my own uniqueness, pushing forth my own unique selling point. Yeah, that's what I would do. Yeah. So you know, with all this talk about rejection, I guess it's something we have to face every day in our lives until you know we're no longer in this world. Because you will, you will always be facing rejection. Actually, I think when you die, you will still face rejection. Like I, like people at the heavens will say, like, yeah, you have not done. I guess work, you know that rejection hell. is that is the final rejection, like from you know what you believe in, you know when you move over. But but I guess yeah, when you are still alive, I guess we'll just yeah face a lot of rejections. So maybe uh, you guys have like. Your own story about how you face rejections and how you overcome it. Maybe you guys would want to share your stories with us. We would love to hear them. Yes, your own rejection story. Yes, because how it we makes you feel. yeah because we have faced a lot of rejection and like you know if you guys just want to chat with us and talk about you know how we how we face rejection and how we move forward and maybe we can help each other you know or maybe you need some encouragement because you're facing your own rejections at the moment then you know at this point of time when we're going through this pandemic i think it's very important to have people to look up to or people to talk to i think that's the other thing about uh, coping with rejections um, for me i think i have been blessed enough these days like uh, because because like if I were to think back like uh, say ten years back like a decade back right like 
I wouldn't even dare to actually uh, create a work of my own to like put forth to the audience. Uh, but because like recently I found like a, a network of support, which kind of like made me even like more bold to take more brave, uh, yes. more brave to take up steps to actually produce my own work and like face more rejections yes. in the process. So the support so system is very important. The support system, I guess, was the one that always kept me alive and kept me going uh, because there will be these people who will like, you know, through the dark times, they will still try to find uh, like uh, positive words to kind of like just uh, encourage you to, to be better, to grow better, to always believe in your own particular work. Mm-hmm. So with that, uh, we'll, we have come to an end of our live jam. So if you would like to reach out to us, you can find me on Instagram. My handle is at SingapuraCat. And uh, oh, you can find me also at like my handle at Adijabaludin. Of course, uh, if you feel like you need to watch the video version, you can actually catch Live Jam. Uh, over, uh, it's being hosted by ADI Concept. Uh, that's the official channel on YouTube that is hosting the weekly, if not like bi-weekly, uh, We're trying Live our best. Jam sessions. We are yeah. trying our best. <laughs> we'll, we'll, yeah. You'll get to see and hear more of us very soon. So till the next time, Jim. Bye bye.